0: In order to have the best impact on patients, you have to take care of yourself first. And you also have to be in a situation where you know, you're getting to use the natural bents that you have that make you really successful. And some positions and managers are really good at bringing that out. And some positions and managers are not very good at bringing that out. So I think that the one offer of hope that I would have for everyone is that anyone can make a change, right? So everyone's like, oh, well, I have golden handcuffs. I can't because I'm getting paid so well, or I don't, know what else I can do outside of clinical medicine. Or they tell me like, oh, well, I don't want to be a medical science liaison. And so the only other option is for me <laughs> to, to be a practicing clinician. And I'm like, well, there are a lot of other options <laughs> that you don't have to be, you know, a practicing clinician or a medical science liaison. There's just so many different options. So, you know, if I would give one kernel of, of hope to everyone, it would be that, you know, there are a lot of,
1: Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hello, everyone. This is your host for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today we have another exciting episode with Ms. Melissa. And she and I really clicked a while back. And both of us know we're helping healthcare professionals to get to another level. And we're just working in a different arena. So Melissa helps professionals in healthcare and medicine to find and land their dream jobs. Yay! Either by helping them find positions and apply successfully or by helping them design the best job for them and pitch it to their ideal companies. That's big, guys. Like, how do you get to that ideal job? And she has a master's in counseling psychology and is working toward a board certification in executive coaching, in addition to having nine years of coaching practice. She has worked at KU Medical Center and a global pharmaceutical company, enabling her to understand this industry at great depth. And I am so excited to have her here to share her message, her knowledge with all of you guys, because COVID has been forcing many people to furlough or get completely out of job. Even though you're in leadership, you even think you are in a stable position. And it's so amazing to have her to be here with you. So welcome,
0: Melissa. Thank you so much, Sabrina. It's such an honor to be able to talk to you and talk to your audience. And I just want to uh, return the compliment to you and how much it's been wonderful to get to know you. Um, Your social content is excellent. And I can tell that you are really passionate about helping people. And I love working with passionate people. So it's super exciting for me to talk to you today. And I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Wonderful. And all the same, I know people are super dying to hear this topic. So let's get started. Uh, Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself more in depth? And how did you become someone who thought, hey, you know, the huge gap is people are not getting to that dream job of theirs? And there is a system and better way to get to that point where we don't feel like, oh, I got a job. We think it's good, but few, Month into it, I wanted to change.
0: Yes. So, just a little bit about me. So, I am an entrepreneur. I own a business called Life by Design Careers, and I just dis- i created that with that title because I really believe that most of us have this idea of what our dream life could look like or this ideal life could look like. But when we're down in the trenches, sometimes it's easier to make decisions by default rather than design. And so that's really what I help people do is make intentional decisions. Um, You know, it doesn't always change all of the circumstances, but it really allows them to make the choices with all of the information and really make intentional choices. And so that's really what I'm about. Personally, I am a wife and a mother of two little boys. I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. And so my business that allows us to have the kind of life we want to live and be intentional about our life too. And that's what's been really cool is that I've been able to go on this journey of finding what it looks like for me. And then I'm able to share it with my clients and encourage them in everything from the job search specifics, but also to things like setting boundaries and believing in yourself and understanding your value and the the workforce and all of those things combined really create a better life for my clients and it's my favorite thing
1: that's so amazing i think most of us want that whether you want to work from home or you want to work for a big organization we wanted to feel like we are the person who's in control to be able to have both that style that Mm -hmm. lifestyle we want to maintain with the people that we love and be able to represent us who we are, what we value, our mission, Mm -hmm. right? We all have a purpose in the world and you are able to find that. And I believe that I'm in that position as well. And it's amazing. So many of us are able to get to that point. And so many people are still in the trenches Mm -hmm. and hustling. And it's amazing that you're able to help some of those people, get to a better spot. So share a little bit more about that. How do you feel like what are the uh, some the first steps when people start noticing I might not be in the best position I'm in? How do I get
0: started? Yeah. So I want to I want to clarify back up and clarify just one thing really fast because I think it's really important is that there are like three different factors that make something the right fit, the right job for you. So the three factors that I look at is the first is are you using your favorite professional skills most of the time? The second question I ask is, do you have enough time and energy outside of work for the other things in your life that matter to you? And then the third thing that I ask all of my clients is, are you compensated in equal measure to your efforts? So it's not about like, what the exact dollar amount is, but do you feel like your compensation is equal to the effort? And those are really the three components that make a job the right fit for you. Now, to answer your question of where do people typically notice where they're having a problem with this, it's typically in the second one. So the second one is, you know, having enough time and energy outside of work for the things that are important to them. And many people may say, well, yes, I have flexible work schedule, or yes, I get to work from home. So I have plenty, plenty of work-life balance. And then whenever I ask them, okay, so what do you do outside of work? They'll tell me, well, you know, during the week, I don't really have a lot of things to do. I just watch television or, you know, I engage in other kind of social activities, but it's usually, you know, not during the weekend that I get to spend time with friends and everything. And for some people, that's the kind of life they want to live. And that's totally fine. But for most people, that's the default decision, right? It's that they're so drained by the time they get home from work that all they are capable of doing is just watching television or maybe reading or maybe having minimal interactions with their family because they're just so tired that it's hard for them to get up the energy to do something different. And to me, that's a sign that someone may not be in the right fit. There's a concept, a psychological concept called flow. And a flow state is where you are losing track of time because you're fully engaged in the activity that you're doing. And when you are in flow more often at work, you have more energy when you're done with work. And that is just a much better healthier situation for you to be in. So when most people contact me, the first place that they noticed it was that they were lacking energy, but then they they start listening to lies in their head about things that aren't true. So they start telling themselves these things. So if, if you're listening and you're you're hearing some of these things in your mind, I want you to pay attention to this. So it's things like, I should be thankful to have a job because there's a lot of people that don't have a job right now. It's things like, I worked really hard to get to this position and my colleagues would die to have this kind of position. I shouldn't be unhappy because I have everything that I ever wanted in terms of my career. Or, you know, I, I can't imagine doing anything different. Therefore, I need to just push through it. Or even some things like, Everybody has things about their job they don't like. So you start telling yourself these narratives, and even though some of them are very true and some of them are very helpful, a lot of times it helps build up that guilt that you have for considering other options. And that's what I really pay attention to, is where where are you at in that spectrum of making a decision to try something else?
1: that's amazing i think it's super true many people feel like oh i know how to do life work balance i travel i uh, end up doing xyz on the weekend but you also know me i teach are you rebooting even at work are you really pushing yourself and thinking you can just have patience back to back but then once that your day ends you're done. You're on the couch. You can't even stand up. All you can do is watch TV and pass out. And for some people, they're not getting the sleep because their TV is running mm-hmm. and they already fell asleep watching TV. And then they're like, I'm so exhausted, yeah. right? Because our body, when you have that external light, your melatonin mm-hmm. production goes down. You're not getting the well rest, just like you will pass out on a beach and still wake up more tired than when you, before you went to take that nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, these messages of, oh, I should be grateful. I have a job at least. I shouldn't be complaining. Gratitude is great to put yourself in the position of you're not pivoting into the negativity you're feeling you're in a lack mm-hmm. position, but it doesn't make sense if you're simply repeating those messages and not realizing what is that ideal lifestyle you wanted. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that, then you have no aim in life.
0: Yes. No, I agree with you. I think it's that purpose and passion that we're talking about and and so here's here's the real kicker though is like all of the patient or all of the clients that I talk to they're really passionate about making a difference for patients like they want that better than anything else but you and I both know that like in order to have the best impact on patients you have to take care of yourself first and you also have to be in a situation where you know, you're getting to use the natural bents that you have that make you really successful. And some positions and managers are really good at bringing that out. And some positions and managers are not very good at bringing that out. So I think that the one offer of hope that I would have for everyone is that anyone can make a change, right? So everyone's like, oh, well, I have golden handcuffs. I can't because I'm getting paid so well, or I don't, know what else I can do outside of clinical medicine, or they tell me like, oh, well, I don't want to be a medical science liaison. And so the only other option is for me (laughs) to to be a practicing clinician. And I'm like, well, there are a lot of other (laughs) options that you don't have to be, you know, a practicing clinician or a medical science liaison. There's just so many different options. So, you know, if I would give one kernel of, of hope to everyone, it would be that, you know, there are a lot of options out there for you. And you don't have to stick with one that isn't fitting you, but also like just exploring it doesn't mean that you're not going to decide that where you're at is the best fit. So I occasionally will have clients that go through the whole process and then they decide, you know, actually, I really do like a lot of the things about where I'm at right now. And I can make these changes by asking for them, but otherwise I'm going to stay where I'm at. And so just looking around and seeing what's available doesn't mean you have to leave.
1: Exactly. You're exploring your options does not mean that you have to pivot right now. And it mm-hmm. just like anything out there, we can be super excited about one thing, but how much effort you need, uh, you wanted to put into that and make it into fruition of something real, that's totally up to you. And maybe just taking that one simple step means a, a great opportunity or something making you even more excited about the job that you currently have or a potential job in the future.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Awesome. And so as we're talking about careers, as we uh, strip down some of the lies that we have told mm-hmm. ourselves on how good this is is, right? And then feeling like, well, if it's good, why do I wobble? Why do I shake mm-hmm. the boat that could? Mm-hmm tilt over and when we truly realize that um, you know what there's a bigger better things in life i am doing what i'm doing for a purpose is uh, mm-hmm. it still gave me the meaning but might not be the exact the way that i want to produce right and a lot of time people come to me saying well oh, i'm burned out but at, in the reality of things they're just having a lot of moral dilemma issues it's not that you're burning out from your career is you're having some difficult decisions that you're making every day between your administration, colleagues, uh-huh. or staff uh-huh. member, or even patients. And we can really change that both from our own attitude, our perspective, shifting our mindset. That's only one uh-huh. part, but allow yourself to be put into a new environment. It kick off a newer uh, start for you as well. Right. So, uh, Melissa is the one who are able to expand that vision for you and right? expand this option. So, tell us a, a little bit about these additional options that people can get into.
0: Yes. So that's a really good question. A lot of times when I talk to especially clinical providers, I know that's kind of the focus of the people that are listening to this podcast, but especially when I talk to clinical providers, their first thought is, well, if I'm going to do something else, I have to go back to school. The first thought everybody has is like, okay, well, what am I going to go back to school to do? Maybe I'm going to go get my MBA, or maybe I'm going to go get my MHA, or my MHSA, or something master's level so that I can move into administration. That's typically the route that I hear people say. Or they say like, well, you know, I don't really want to go into pharma because there's a lot of bureaucracy with pharma, which I think is hilarious coming from somebody who works in a hospital right now, that there's more bureaucracy in pharma because there's so much in both locations. But there are a lot of other options that maybe people haven't considered. And everybody's needs are a little bit different. So whenever I'm working with a client, the first thing that I do is I talk to them about what are your skills that you really like using? So, you know, if I were going to do that with, with you, Sabrina, what's the like one thing that you love doing on an everyday basis?
1: For me is speaking. It's the way that I can spread the message and elevate other people while at the same time I'm connecting with others.
0: Yes. Okay. So the, the speaking piece of it is a skill, right? But then we look at that and we say, okay, so what is it about that? And you're you're really dialed into this already, but some people may not have thought about this and they may not think like, what is it about that thing that I do that I really like doing? So you said you really love to spread your message and connect with other people. You're mission driven. And so you really like to be able to influence other people, and to to help people see a better version of the life that they want to live. And so you can look at that and say, okay, well, that's that's a skill. And you can look at all of these different skills. Every every one of us has plenty of skills to choose from. And so you can really look at each one of these skills. And so that's what we do. And then what we do is we talk about what is your personal mission? So what's that thing that motivates you to get out of bed? Whether that's the legacy that you want to live leave in your career, or that's some skill that you really want to develop, or it's an impact that you want to have for patients or on your organization. Like Everybody has a personal mission that they're living out. And it may change over time, but generally speaking, it's pretty consistent over the life of your career. And then the last thing that we talk about is your work values. And those things change dramatically over the course of your career. When you are young and typically single and you don't have kids, like you value different things like growth and, you know, excitement and all of those things. As you get older and you have more dependence, you may value stability more and lack of travel or flexible schedule, you know. Over time, you may change from wanting to be more involved with patients versus more involved with administrative work. You know, all of these things change over time. So we talk about like, okay, what have your values been? And then what are your current values? And then once we have all three of those pieces, then we can start talking about what are your options. So instead of just talking about, well, let's look at all these different options and pick one and then walk down that path, we really start with like, what's the foundation of who are you? And then once we know who you are in relationship to work, what options make sense in regard to that?
1: Perfect. So use me for example. And what do you think my options are?
0: Okay. So remind me a little bit. So you love public speaking. You enjoy the clinical aspect of things. I think, remind me, you're in cardiology, right?
1: I mean, cardiothoracic surgery.
0: That's right. Okay. Thank you. And so you have the cardiothoracic experience, which also means that you're really hands on, right? So people who are surgeons or who really like that surgical experience are typically hands on learners and they're typically, they want to get in there and be involved. They also typically make decisions pretty quickly. Would you say that that's true for you?
1: Right. For us, I think a lot of work in the surgical round, things can go wrong really fast. So I'm Mm -hmm. someone who, when things are dramatic happening i'm actually very common collective i just make a decision i run for it versus Mm -hmm. when things are minor and then things uh, happen that actually get more jittery
0: yeah so one of the the paths i love looking at especially when i have somebody who has combined people skills like you do and also the surgical skills and the ability to navigate in an or which is a high stress situation for people who it's not the right fit for, right? So people for who whom the OR is not the right fit, that really stresses them out. But for others, like that's their jam, that's what they want to be in. I love looking at medical device sales and also medical device metaphairs because those are two areas where there's usually quite a bit of time where you're going to be spending um, in the OR and talking with um, p- physicians who are using the product and really learning more about how they're using the product and the, pr- the problems that they're experiencing. So MetaFairs is more about refining the product so it's better for both patient and physician, whereas sales is going to be more about helping physicians understand the purpose of that and how it solves their problem. So it really would depend, like, are you more of a problem solver or are you more of a communicator? So that would be the difference there. So problem solving versus communicating would be the difference between MetaFairs and sales. Another really great option for someone like you is entrepreneurship or consulting. So you can go in and you can do some turnaround culture work and some of the things that you're doing. Now, obviously not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but I think it does fit very well for you. And the, the things that you're building up are really amazing. Those people skills that you have are just stellar. And those interpersonal skills are the things that will take you farther than just about any other soft skill.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for giving using me as an example and then to see there's uh, so many different possibilities. Even as Melissa mentioned, if you go into the industry, become a representative for a medical device company, you can have either wanted to do the problem solving part. Versus the communication part, the education part. And mm-hmm. you can also be a consultant. Now, actually, uh, what's funny is one of the newer technology company approached my department, wanted to represent a, a device to help us monitor our atrial fibrillation patients. And when they did a the presentation, I had to stop them. I, I, I somehow turned on my coaching and public speaking hat and start breaking down on how they can change up their presentation. So it become more engaging and to the point because Mm -hmm. all of us, right, no matter what specialty you're in, your time is limited and you want to know, is this thing going to help my patient? And if you go too much into your in-depth about your company, we don't really care much than the outcome we're producing. So yeah, that that's become my consultant hat. (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly, exactly, and so you can look at that because you know there's there's a lot of ins and outs and what goes into a presentation that's given to a physician. There's a lot of legal stuff on the back end and things you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. But what you're talking about is the more nuanced about how do you create a persuasive message, and that's really that's something that you have that nobody else does because you've been both in the the shoes of the provider and also um, now you are. And you, you've talked to patients. So now you're looking at the consultancy and you're like, okay, I understand all of the different pieces here. And so I can help people make better decisions.
1: Yeah, perfect. That's so awesome. And thank you so much for sharing all this amazing knowledge for us. I know that uh, all of us, uh, as you tap into, if we understand our mission better, our value better then we can excel in life. And that's one reason that I ask all our speakers to take that holistic life assessment to figure out what's your, potentially your number one killer in creating your own harmony in life and work. So Melissa, tell our listeners, what did you think about that assessment once you took it? And then when you saw your results?
0: Yes, yeah, So I loved the assessment. I agree with you. It is a really good way of creating insight into what's going on in your world and being aware of where those energy drains may be and where you could focus that time so that you can gain more energy. And so I was not surprised at all by the results that I got. The two areas where I struggle the most are my health and fitness, specifically fitness, <laughs> and then also with my social life. And you know, as I mentioned at the very beginning, I have two and three-year-old boys. So there is a lot of chaos at my house at a lot of times, and it's very hard for me to uh, create the boundaries and the, the needs around like being able to exercise. I've recently been able to start doing some things with the boys, which is super fun. So, like, they'll do yoga with me, for example, and that is like that's the best. You're getting to like see them do fun things and then also get a little bit of exercise in yourself. Then we go for walks and things like that. But I look forward to being in a point again where I can do a lot more exercise. And then with social life, most of my friends are in very similar life stages. And so like we put our kids to bed at like seven o'clock and seven thirty. So, you know, after seven to seven thirty, like I'm stuck at home. There's just not a whole lot that I can do. And COVID has created a lot of opportunities to be really creative with that and so one of the things that we've started doing is we work with another couple and like the men will stay at one house and the women will go to the other house and then we can have conversation and everybody's children are taken care of and then it's it's like the best it's it's a good way of getting some of that social interaction without sacrificing where you're at in your life
1: yeah we just have to be creative be resourceful then we can make anything work right this is awesome yes. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I know there's definitely going to be a lot of people who wanted to reach out to you, especially helping them to think through what could be additional options for them. So how could people Mm -hmm. reach you best?
0: So the easiest way to get in touch with me is on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I am sure that you'll share the exact link, but just looking me up at Melissa McClung is my name. And my title on LinkedIn is executive coach and job search strategist for healthcare medicine and science professionals. So that's who I am and you are welcome to connect with me. I accept all connection requests and I reach out to everyone who connects with me. So we're gonna get to have a conversation that way. And then I also do have a Facebook Group as well. If Facebook is more your jam, and the name of that group is Careers in Healthcare, Medicine, and Science.
1: That's so awesome. I know I'm going to go check it out too. All of us can really jam together and support each other and get to that better spot. And thank you, everyone, for listening into this episode. If you love it, please let us know, leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and just share with us. Reach out to me or Melissa. What did you like most about it? And is there anything else we can do for you? Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg, you probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups for slash Powerful, passionate, where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both